Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll chat uh, Ram Slam T20 as well as uh, the Pro Tiers with former Pro Tier fast bowler Alan Donald. We'll also touch base with former Bufana Bufana legend Sean Bartlett ahead of tomorrow night's under-23 clash against Algeria. We'll also talk some Champions League and we'll be chatting to Blitzbock captain Kyle Brown tonight as well. But let's start with some football news. Tupper United have confirmed media reports that coach Roger Sikikane has been placed on special leave. Newly appointed assistant coach Dan Malasella, who joined from National First Division High Flyers Captain All-Stars last month, will take over interim charge of the team. Malasella says he doesn't intend making any change just yet at the club. Nothing much. I've been here only for a week, so there isn't much you can talk about. But obviously, I'm observing a lot of things and hoping that what I pick up and need to correct will be taken into consideration. Chipper did not give any specifics as to why they have sidelined Sikikani, although media reports suggest that it was due to an issue with alcohol at a friendly in Tata on Sunday, something the coach vehemently denies. You wait for Champions League action to look forward to tonight and tomorrow night. Three of the four English clubs left are facing possible elimination. Manchester City, the only Premier League team guaranteed of a position in the last 16. The Citizens host Borussia Mönchengladbach tonight for their Manchester neighbours United. Uh, they travel to Wolfsburg. A win uh, is the only result that guarantees that they progress. Arsenal three points behind Olympiacos and have to win in Greece tomorrow night. The Gunners must better the 3-2 scoreline they conceded against the same opposition at the Emirates early in the competition. Arsenal do have the superior goal difference in the group though, so any win other than 1-0 or 2-1 will be enough for them to qualify. Meanwhile, Chelsea need a point at home against FC Porto tomorrow night to ensure that they qualify, but if they lose and Dinamo Kiev beat Maccabi Tel Aviv, then Chelsea will be knocked out. News out of the Premiership is that West Ham United midfielder Manuel Lanzini has injured his quad and could be out for up to six weeks. Meanwhile, midfielder Jack Grealish has returned to first-team training at Aston Villa after he was dropped on disciplinary grounds. FIFA President, uh, Vice President Michel Platini will attend a court of arbitration for sport hearing today for an appeal against his 90-day suspension. He is fighting to get back into the election as FIFA President on February the 26th. The Court of Arbitration for Sport has promised uh, his appeal will uh, will have a decision on his appeal by Friday at the latest. On to cricket following their 3-0 series defeat to India. The Proteas now set their sights on the home series against England. It was the first series defeat for the Proteas on the road for nine years. And Hashim Amla, who struggled for runs himself, hinted that there may be a few personnel changes in the upcoming series. So to lift the morale, we've got about two weeks before England come in. Um, we certainly will sit down and reassess and uh, there may be some uh, decisions that have to be made uh, but I think let the dust settle for a day or two and while we get back we'll, we'll reassess The Proteas struggled with the slow turning pitches and were saved from a series whitewashed by torrential rain which only allowed one day of play in the second test The Proteas had their backs against the wall in that encounter too. Amla believes that conditions back home will be more conducive for the type of positive cricket they hope to play a new squad will have to be selected for the England series and obviously the conditions are going to be a lot different in South Africa so probably we'll have to make a few decisions or the selectors will have to decide on a, on a team that's going to win the, the England series. 
Graham Smith has hinted at a possible return to international cricket. The former Proteus captain is playing in the Masters Champions League in Dubai alongside Jacques Callis, Michael Vaughan, Verinda Sewag and Adam Gilchrist. And in an interview with the newspaper from the United Arab Emirates, Smith suggested he could use it as a catalyst for a possible full-time return to the sport. Ramsam T20 News, Cape Cobra is all-rounded. Justin Kemp's been ruled out of his team's trip to Durban for their playoff match. Uh, that after he contracted pneumonia. IPL News, the Delhi Daredevils announced that they've parted ways with head coach Gary Kirsten. In rugby news, World Cup winning hooker Dane Coles has been appointed as Hurricanes captain for 2016. And ex-All Black Lock Ali Williams has been appointed in a public relations role with Racing 92, notably to act as an advisor to the top 14 club star recruit Dan Carter. Bad news for England, uh, Henry Slade will miss the Six Nations, that after undergoing surgery on a broken leg. And finally, in Formula One news, world champions Mercedes have confirmed reports that it is suing an engineer. These uh, reports, or the reports claim that engineer Benjamin Hoyle took documents and data as he prepared to move to Ferrari. That move taking place at the end of the month. He saved a 2015 Hungarian Grand Prix race report, engine data, and code to decrypt race data. Mercedes is seeking to stop Hoyle's move to Ferrari or any other team. Coming up next here on SAFM Sport Trap, we'll chat to White Lightning. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. This is SAFM Sports Wrap, and uh, it's been an interesting Ram Slam T20 season for uh, most of the teams. Some have fared better than others, and uh, someone who was roped in uh, earlier on in the season to help out with uh, his uh, alma mater was Alan Donald. Alan, welcome back onto SAFM Sports Wrap. We, we spoke to you when you were hired. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a tough season for the Knights season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a tough season. Um, you know, it was it was a... I would say a very close one to me. I mean, if you see where we finished in some of these games and and how we just lost out in one run or two runs and a super over, uh, yes, um, also granted we made some some big errors in some games that uh, that's cost us. You know, I think the Warriors the other night was a very disappointing one. Um, you know, six no balls. Um, you know, you just can't afford those kind of things. You know, you can always you know. Always going to come come on the short at the short end, but that, saying that, you know, we took that to the last over uh, where Andre Russell again was uh, superb, um, almost got us home. And uh, but yeah, I mean that's you know that's been that's been the, the story of our season. Unfortunately, it's uh, it, it's been that sort of campaign, and it's the ifs and ifs and buts. And at the end of the day, you've played ten, you've lost seven, and and that I suppose that that's the only thing you'll see in the statistics. Yeah, I mean, sometimes things do go your way. I, I guess that's cricket. Uh, other times they don't. But as far as the the level and standard of play goes in in this year's competition, you get to see and 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 you're involved with a, a lot of T20 around the world. So how would you rate this competition to to some of the others you've been involved in on a, on a global perspective? Well, I mean, look, I think the RTL is is, is in its own class. Um, there's no question about it. Um, I think the Big Bash. Is, is really taking off and is getting bigger and bigger every single year. Um, the Caribbean League is, you know, it's only in its what second or third year now, and it and it was third year now, and and it's really taking off. And I, I think what South Africa need is that um, is that fr- franchise system um, where there's uh, you've got to go that way. The model, the model for me is the way that you've got to go uh, where owners and or, or owners basically hire and fire players. Uh, and you build build on there with four four or five quality overseas players, and I think that's 
that's where the big bash is going, I think. The, and as I said, you, you know, the IPL is, is completely in a league of its own. It's got massive supporting it in, in, in India. I, you know, even as well that, you know, some of the franchises in South Africa don't have an overseas player. So, uh, so you have a slight advantage there, like we found out against some, like Pollard against, uh, you know, the Cobras. Um, I, I just think that we've got to be a, a lot more inventive, um, to make this Grand Slam competition a bit more, uh, lucrative and a bit more, you know, to give it a, a lot more, uh, to, to, for viewers to watch. So, um, but you know, money is the thing that always talks and, uh, yeah, <laughs> at the end of the day, but I mean, saying that, uh, you know, I think the quality of play has been pretty good. The standard has been pretty good. And uh, and has made for some very really good viewing. That's for sure. You talk about money, and and I, I get the sense that we're almost running the risk of, of falling further and further behind the the rest of the world. I mean, today alone, the, the rand dollar exchange rate went to to fourteen sixty, a new record low against the. It makes it difficult to compete when you when you need to pay these international players, whether it be in dollars. Uh, it doesn't matter what currency it is. But we are struggling. We need to really commercialize this thing, and and if we're going to do it, we need to do it quickly, don't we, Alan? Well, look, it's got to go the way of the Big Bash and the IPL and the CPO. I mean, it's it, it, that period. That's the only way it will work. And, and um, you know, I've, 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 yeah, if, if you haven't been to the IPL, do yourself a favour and get there and have have a really good look how that thing works because it's uh, and 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 for me to make uh, to make this Ram Slam a lucrative thing, that's the way it's got to turn to. Um, so yes, it's it's. It, it falls on businessmen and uh, um, and franchise owners and and of course uh, CSA uh, to sit together and say, listen, how can we make this model work? Well, I mean, that's just a, a small piece of advice and a small pot, uh, pot I, I guess, you know. So, uh, but you know, to take our cricket further, you know, I, I take it as, as we sit in the RCB dressing room. You, you're a young Indian or a young overseas player sitting there, and you're looking at Chris Gale, Virat Kohli, AB de Villiers. Mitchell Stark and those guys. I mean, how much can you benefit from those people? Um, and and we we've got to try and go that route, you know. So how we do it, I honestly don't know at the moment. But uh, I just throw it out there, just just you know, just casually. And then just shifting focus from T20s to Test matches. The Proteas finished up their Indian series yesterday with another disappointing loss in the in the fourth Test. Uh, that, that Test series was very one-sided. Yes, lots been said about the pitches, but uh, Hashim Amla and the rest of the squad will be bitterly disappointed with the performance they put in on the subcontinent, in, particularly in the Test. They won the one days in the T20s, and they were just outclassed in those four Tests. Yeah, they, they were, and, and you know, you you could say that they they certainly did prepare those pitches to. to to um, uh, suit their spinners, I think the second test was probably a little bit more over-exaggerated. Uh, uh, the, the, the third test, I think we, you know, we were outplayed. Um, I thought it was a gutsy performance at, uh, yesterday to try and hang in there to save the test match. We took it, took it fairly close, and um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we 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 lost again. I, I just I just think for me now going into this England series now it's all about confidence and and I hope the selectors don't go and 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 make some wholesale changes. I doubt if they will. Um, you know, so it, it's a massive series coming in South Africa now. But for me, what South Africa take out of that is obviously major disappointment. Um, you you can say what you want in terms of pitches and and how they've been prepared to, to suit the Indian bowling attack or the spin attack. 
But the, the confidence that South Africa, for me, take into the England series is incredibly important because, um, you know, there might be some fragile individuals there. He hasn't scored runs. Top order hasn't scored runs. Hashim Amalek, to his own admission, hasn't had a, a great a great series. Fatou Pasi has struggled. We've got some issues to think about the opening uh, batting position uh, as well. You know, a couple of guys um, making their voices heard in, in, in first-class cricket. So there's a lot there's a lot to, to take out of it. And I think that England will feel a little bit more sort of comfortable thinking that, you know, yes, South Africa have had a rough time. They, they, they come to our backyard to try and beat them, um, which we don't easily do here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a huge, huge summer of cricket coming up in South Africa and a very exciting one because the rivalry between South Africa and England is massive. I mean, it's, um, it's, we class that as our, our sort of ashes, uh, I reckon. I'm pleased speaking from, uh, when I played against England because we, we value that, that, that clash against the, the English very highly. So, um, but it's going to be, for me, it's just that South Africa need to find their confidence back and they need to find that very quickly in the first test. Uh, di- difficult time for Hashim Amla and, and the rest of this team, Alan. They haven't tasted much defeat. I, I mean, if you think about the record that was broken on this tour, a lot of these players don't know what it's like to lose test series. So they're gonna, this is going to hit them hard. What do they do mentally to bounce back from a loss, particularly as badly as they lost? That series was so one-sided. They, they've got a lot of soul-searching to do ahead of England. No, there, there is, and, and and also you know you you, you they're in a, in a bit of a transition period at, at the moment. Um, you know, there's no more Callis, there's no more Smith, um, and and players have have moved on. Um, you know, so it's it's as I said, you know, it's it's going to be you know, and the turnaround from this to the first test is not long. You know, so it's uh, a, a couple of weeks from now, then South Africa play their first test. Um, um, I think it's in Durban. So it's, um, uh, and the only way to find that is to, you know, uh, yes, we can talk about all the pitches being, con- uh, be, be, being prepared in, 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 in India, but we are in our backyard, which is very important. And we know how to battle in our backyard. We know how to play in our backyard. Uh, but England it will come here and they, they'll try and topple us. There's no, there's no question about it. And they probably think that South Africa right now is at its most fragile, um, not having that the success in, the, in 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 India. So we need to we need to find that inspiration and you know inspiration. If you you know play for your country, if you're not inspired by that, then uh, you know then I don't know what you should do. <laughs> Alan Donald, as always, great to to catch up and, and chat cricket. Thanks for your time, and we look forward to doing it again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader. And tomorrow night, a big 90 minutes for Owen Lagama and his South African under-23s. They are officially 90 minutes away from qualifying for Rio 2016. That is if they win, they're through to the semi-finals. Uh, they're in the final for the top three teams uh, qualify for Rio. But uh, in their way... It's going to be tough. Algeria, we join now by former Bafana Bafana legend Sean Bartlett. Sean, welcome onto uh, the show today. Thanks for, for joining us once again. Exciting times. It's, uh, there hasn't been too much to celebrate uh, from a South African football perspective, but these youngsters have, uh, have really proved themselves and they, they, they're looking good and they, they've got a good chance of qualifying. Yeah, cheers. Uh, thanks for having me on the show again. Yeah, I think it's a great opportunity. Uh, you've indicated it's, it's 90 minutes away and Honestly, in my opinion, I think Algeria is probably one of uh, 
uh, the weakest uh, teams uh, out, out of all the semi-finalists. Um, I think, uh, like you've said also, it, it's, it's opportunity, first opportunity, um, and hopefully that's the one we will take because we do not want to go into a third and fourth place and possibly face either Senegal or uh, Nigeria. Yeah, I could, couldn't agree more. And, uh, I mean, if you get a chance, you, you want to take it. Looking at what these youngsters have done in this tournament so far, they look totally out of sorts in their opener, but they came back from a goal down in their second uh, encounter against Zambia to win that one 3-2, and that showed a lot of character. I mean, that first half of that clash, they didn't look good. Uh, I don't know what uh, Onagama said to them at halftime, but uh, it obviously did the trick. They came out in that second half, and they looked like a different side, and they've, they've pretty much carried that through so far. Can they take that form that they've shown in their last two group matches into this one and, and do what it takes to, to win? Well, I think that's the positive going into the game against Algeria and the balance of the last two games and what we've seen. Uh, that squad and the players should be full of confidence and the morale should be quite high. And hopefully they can pull it off. And I think sometimes that's what coaches need. When you have a really bad first half, is to go out and, you know, uh, prove yourself and just follow the instructions the coach gives you at half time again. And, and the players have shown. And I was fortunate enough to work with some of the players for the last uh, five months. And uh, this is definitely one of the uh, the best uh, under-23 squads we've had for a very long time. It's also, I mean, you talk about some of those players, and some of those youngsters have, have played at, at the top level, national team for Bafana Bafana, and, and, and you look at uh, a couple of the guys who, who came back into that squad and made a big difference after they were in action with Orlando Pirates uh, up north in the, the CAF Confederation Cup final. How much of an impact has, has that had on the team, having players who have got experience at a higher level playing at the under-23s? It, it, it must breathe a bit of confidence into the rest of the guys, knowing that they've got these players around them. And that's what it's all about. It's about selecting your best players available. And, and we know for a fact that somebody like Rivaldo could say wasn't part of the qualifica- uh, qualification round for the, the tournament, but he's still under 23. So you want to make sure that he's part of the squad and try and help you get to that, the bigger goal, which is Rio 2016. And so far, we're all on track. Sean, also, just uh, before we get on to that, are you willing to make a call? Uh, are we going to win this one tomorrow? And if we are, give us a score. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 South Africa. Um, I think we've got more than enough. Uh, Algeria play very similar to Tunisia. Uh, we is uh, defensively solid. Uh, I think we've got enough uh, going, going the other way and getting a couple of goals. Let's hope you're right. Let's touch on uh, other football that's happening tonight and tomorrow night. UEFA for Champions League uh, crunch time this week. Uh, lots of teams uh, vying for the last 16 spots out of the, the four teams uh, from England who are involved. Three of them still up in there, only one guaranteed, and that's City. They're in action tonight, regardless of what happens they through. But uh, lots to play for still for City. They obviously want to win to finish top of their group. Yeah, I think uh, it's important sometimes to end top of the group so you can avoid the so-called big guns in the last 16. Um, but knowing that you qualified already, I think it gives the manager opportunity to play maybe a couple of fringe players because... They also need to uh, look uh, uh, forward to, to the Premier League and obviously they've had a couple of bad results uh, in the weekend especially against Stoke. So maybe you'll bring in some fringe players and uh, rest a couple of the uh, first 11 players. Let's look at their cross-city rivals, Manchester United. They're off to, to Wolfsburg tomorrow night. They, they need to pick up a win. Obviously, uh, if, if sort of results go, or, or if they draw and, and other results go their way, they can qualify. But, but they want to ensure that they pick up three points because that will also then get them top of the log. Even though they are playing away from home, they should be, they should be too strong for Wolfsburg tomorrow night. Well, I think that, that is the incentive, is to end, obviously, again, top of the league. And uh, my only concern is we're talking about United that had very... In different performances and results of late, and 
they're not really inspiring anybody this moment in time that they can go and pull this one off. So I think that's probably the one negative that can't be against them. And they are and also missing a couple of players. So your big names like Wayne Rooney, one of the key players for them, will be missing. So I think it will be quite interesting to see if they can pull it off. Arsenal, uh, interesting one. They've got to go to Greece to take on Olympiacos. And if you look at that return fixture at uh, at, at the Emirates, 3-2, that, that's a result that could come back to bite them. Uh, pressure's on them too. They need to win. Uh, away from home's never easy in Europe. It's never easy, but it seems like Arsenal are playing a lot better with all the injuries they've had. It's, uh, some of the players really had to step up and, and improve their performances. Uh, and they've got, had uh, some great results of late. So... I think it's uh, one of those games where it, it's not going to be easy, but I think it's very possible. Uh, Olympiacos also uh, had a couple of scares at home. I think lost the first game at home to Bayern Munich. So it just shows you it's possible to go there and beat them. I mean, let's just touch on Chelsea. Gee, they, their form in the league has been horrid. They lost again this weekend. Uh, they're in all sorts of trouble domestically, but they've got a chance to qualify for the last 16. They welcome FC Porto, who are former European champions, uh, to the bridge. One point will be enough to see Chelsea go through, but uh, things at the moment to Chelsea, nothing is nothing is sure. You, you never know if you are going to pick up a point. Can they can they do it? I mean, if they don't, Jose Mourinho is in all sorts of trouble, isn't he? Yeah, I think uh, I think there seem to be a lot more problems away from the, the field than uh, than we'd probably expect. Um, and I think, you know, this ironic obviously playing against Porto, the team that he guided to Champions yeah. League uh, victory uh, a couple of years, about a decade ago, uh, could be the team that's going to knock him out. And for English uh, teams, that's, uh, you know, fighting for his job, to be honest. I think to do a die clash for, uh, for Jose Mourinho, because I think the fans are not happy with the way things have been panning out the last couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Sean Bartlett, as always, nice to catch up. Thanks for your time this evening. Enjoy uh, all the uh, the UEFA Champions League uh, over the next two nights, but also, most importantly, let's uh, enjoy that under-23, and hopefully it is a victory to celebrate tomorrow night. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, this whole old thumbs, and uh, we wish the under-23s all the best uh, for that game. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. Don't forget as well, you can be in touch, 34701. Who do you think is going to win that under-23 clash tomorrow night? Let's hope it is uh, the South Africans. But give us your score predictions. Get those SMSs through. They are charged at one round. Time to chat some rugby now. The HSBC World 7 Series uh, got underway for the 2016 season. Uh, this past weekend in Dubai, the South African 7 team were the defending champions. And uh, yeah, not the best of weekends for the Blitzbrook. Ended up losing to uh, America, the USA, in the quarterfinals. Went on to win the plate against the Aussies. But we're joined now by Captain Carl Brown. Carl, welcome on to SAFM Sports Show. Thanks for for taking the time to chat to us once again. Welcome. Sure, no problem. How's it going, bud? Everybody well? Yeah, fantastic. Thank you, Carl. How are you guys doing? I mean, you must be bitterly disappointed. Uh, obviously, things didn't go your way this weekend, but it just shows you the strength of sevens rugby that all the nations are competitive. I mean, the US—they're not the minnows they used to be. Uh, any team can beat anyone on the day. Yeah, I don't think I'd say bitterly disappointed. I think to start off the season in the way that we did and play some of the rugby the way that we did, um, I, was, I was pretty impressed by some of the attacking play. I mean, a couple of tough calls. Uh, with small miss more errors in the quarterfinal loss of the game. Um, but, you know, to go on to, to beat Argentina in a fashion that we did and then to come back and, and play some great rugby against Australia in that play final, 
uh, yeah, I'm pretty proud of the guys. Yeah. And also, I mean, you talk about the the final and uh, to come back from the way you did. I mean, that showed a lot of character too. After after a trying weekend, I mean, we'll chat about the injuries in a moment, but it uh, it wasn't the easiest physically. It just shows that the team's got something. Yeah, we, I think we're down to nine guys for that uh, that final game, which means that we uh, we only have two on the bench at the time. And uh, there's, there's a new rule with rolling subs where you're allowed to use five substitutes, you know, throughout the whole game. So. Uh, it becomes very strategic with the substitutes that guys can actually come off and then go back on again. So we had to to, to utilise that throughout the uh, you know the time that we were down to that that few numbers. Let's talk injuries. So obviously, out of the weekend, two of the big ones uh, that that uh, everyone's been talking about: Vadnik Kok, who was uh, Player of the Year uh, last season, and and Cecil Africa, who's an, an integral part of that sevens team. How how are they doing, particularly with with Cape Town looming this weekend? Yeah, I think obviously for Vanna, um I think he's going to go to a couple more assessments, but um, he's he's you know you know really disappointed to be out at this moment. I think he's uh, he was playing some fantastic rugby towards the end of the season, and he was training incredibly well. Obviously, uh, he's a fierce competitor, so any time that he's away from the game is going to be a you know a bit of an emotional one. Um, Tessel, you know, Tessel's got a tweaked hammy, but a bit worse than we thought it was last week. Um, but I think that the, the final confirmation will come tomorrow. Uh, but I mean, we, we've got a couple other guys who are in the squad, and it's going to be a great opportunity for, for whoever actually steps into that spot and, uh, and, and you know takes that chance. I mean, this whole season is is based around uh, molding you know the right twelve to go to the Olympics at the end of the season. So this is this is kind of like you know it kind of fits right in with, with what we're trying to do is, is create opportunities for new players all over the place. Let's talk about one of the players who got an opportunity this past weekend, Francois Hochard, who's no stranger to South African rugby. He's obviously played 15-man level. Gee, he's incredible. I mean, you don't want to single guys out, but he looks fantastic playing sevens, doesn't he? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's a couple of technical things between him and him and Juan, but they're, they're, they're just great rugby players, you know. I think uh, the, the one that stood out for me was Cheslin this weekend. He, you know, he, after Cecil got injured in that first game, he had to take the reins very quickly, and, and he controlled the game from sweeper very nicely. Uh, Franco had to look off the sweeper, fly off and wing, so it's, it's great to see them adapt to those different roles in other places. I don't think it's something they're quite used to. I don't think Juan usually lifts the player off the kickoff, but he, you know, he got, he got into those kind of roles, and, and it, it's great to see how the guys are adapting so nicely. Carl, this weekend, Cape Town, uh, it's moved obviously from Nelson Mandela Bay, sell out. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic celebration of, of rugby in the mother city. How excited are you guys to be playing on, on home soil, but in, in Cape Town for the first time? Yeah, it's, it's fantastic, man. I mean, we are well often spoken about how you know it's quite a privilege to have a, a, you know, a, a tournament that you can host yourself. There's only a, a handful of teams on the circuit that actually get their own home tournaments, and we're one of them. And um, you know, being a being a Cape Town boy, I think this is this is you know definitely something I've waited for for a long, long time. Um, and and you know, as far as the ticket sales goes, I think it's going to be a hell of an exciting weekend. Are you feeling the pressure? I mean, obviously playing at home, you want to win, but uh, is it more so going into this one? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, well, listen, I've played at home seven times already, and uh, you know, every, every every time we get the opportunity to play at home, it gets better and better. You know, the crowd, the crowd at PE just got better and better every year that we went on there, and I think it's going to do the same. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to start off with a real banging Cape Town with being sold out for both days, which is phenomenal work. Uh, you know, by the by the Cape Town public, um, and, and and like I said earlier to somebody, I mean, if we're going to honestly, if we run onto the field, you know, we have to understand that those fifty thousand people are. are there's 99% chance that they're screaming for us, you know, and it's not, not for the opposition. 
Yeah, and the vibe in that stadium this this weekend is going to be incredible. But let, let's talk the long-term goal this season. The, the biggie, you, you alluded to it earlier on, the Olympics, Rio, uh, that that's on the radar. I mean, how far ahead are you guys thinking? Is Are you taking a weekend and tournament by tournament, or, or is that in the back of your mind all the time? I think it's I think it's definitely in the back of our mind, but uh, you know it's, it's one of our long term goals. You know, the you know, pretty much just under a year away from now. And like I said earlier, you know, the the goal is to try find the best all players in South Africa. That, that you know, firstly the, the first box to tick would would be that they fit in with the culture and uh, with the team ethos, and then secondly to get them on the field and see how they go. You know, um, so we, we we'll you know throughout the season we'll be we'll be bringing a lot of players into the training camp and put them through their paces there. And if they, you know, if they show up well at a training camp, there's a good chance they can make a spot for a World Series team. Um, if if they're not going to do, you know, if they're not going to be able to to compete, in, you know, the training pitch uh, over in Stellenbosch, and I, I doubt that they, you know, they're going to get their shot to play on the World Series. So there'll there'll be two, threefold tests that they'll go through and and make sure that they're, you know, they're, they're rigorously te- rigorously tested before they actually get, uh, uh, I suppose, into the greater squad when we assemble in, in June. And then just to wrap things up, Carl, I know that you're personally struggling with a bit of a niggle. Uh, how things looking for you ahead of the weekend? Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, regular bumps and bruises of a rugby player. You know, I think if we uh, if we didn't have any niggles as rugby players, we probably wouldn't be rugby players at the end of the day. Uh, I, I, it's been a long time since I think I've operated at 100%, and uh, that, that's just the life that we live in. You know, it's, it's particularly tough going through six six games throughout the weekend as the, as the knocks get more and more and... Uh, you know, you cool down and warm up and cool down and warm up and take a couple of shots all over the place and then you gotta wake up on day two and get the you know, get the real games underway. So um, you know, it's, it's, we've still got a couple of days before the weekend starts and I think uh, you know, everybody will be fit and strong before then. Well, Carl Brown, it's always a pleasure to chat. Thanks for joining us this evening here on SAFM Sports Trap. On behalf of myself and uh, the rest of our listeners, I want to wish you all the best for this weekend. Awesome. Uh, the inaugural Cape Town Sevens, it's gonna be an epic weekend of rugby and we can't wait to see you guys in action on South African soil once again. Super, thanks very much for the time. We're looking forward to having everybody down in Cape Town. It's, uh, it's going to be a wonderful weekend. There we go. Carl Brown joining us here on SAFM Sports Wrap. Two days of incredible rugby in store. I cannot wait. And it's looking like it's going to be a beaut of a weekend in Cape Town as well. So that's it for SAFM Sports Wrap tonight. Thanks for listening. We're back again tomorrow at 6.30. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live. Coming up on the other side of your news, it is the talk shop. But uh, before then, though, Greg Coase has got your news. It is 7 o'clock. SAFM Sports Wrap.